Oompa Loompa Dooba Dee Doo I have a tragic tale for you Oompa Loompa Dooba Dee Dee If you are wise you will listen to me Here in Loompa Land it's both luscious and green But not conducive to growing the bean My job was guarding whatever we'd got You came around and snipped the lot <laughs> Oompa Loompa Dooba Dee Day When I awoke they sent me away I'm disgraced cast out in the cold Until I pay my friends back a thousandfold Oompa Loompa Dooba Dee Doo I have another news for you. The construction life today. Manny and I shall chat away. <laughs> All day. That was, that was amazing. I love that. Thank you for this, man. You're Honestly, that's wicked, man. I like these little gifts here. How was that for a QEW singing? I might have to practice singing. That was great. That was one of the best. Time. That's going to make the highlight reel. <laughs> The all you need is some instruments to keep on going with it. Yes. That, that would have been amazing, I'm going to get a self-driving car, play an instrument, well, and practicing. When it. was the last time you were on the show? Like, way back. I believe it was 2021. Two digits. I think you were, like, show number 30 or something, maybe 40. Don't when we talked about Geo, we talked about Polar. We talked a little bit about HVAC, but today's show is going to be about HVAC. Let's talk about HVAC today. HVAC. How are uh, you doing? And it's pronounced Orist, right? Orist, yeah. That's what I thought it was. What's your last name? Yeah, I know it's got every uh, letter possible. <laughs> Omeluch. Omeyo? Orist Omeluch. What's the background again? Ukrainian. It's a very simple Ukrainian name. Listen, I got a lot of respect for everybody that's got those really interesting names. <laughs> All right? It's uh, five letters in my language. Easy to pronounce. It's not in Canada. Is it a common name? Yeah. Is Orist a common name? Yeah, it's a common Western Ukrainian name. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So there's lots. It's actually the only Orist I know. The Orist, the name actually changes wherever you go. So in in Latino countries, I'm Oratio. In Italy, I'm Oreste. I could, yeah, I could see those two uh, for sure. I could totally see. In Greece, those. Greece, I'm also Oreste. What in would Greece. you be in Greece? Oreste. Oreste. Uh, in German, Horst. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, these Germans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a few of us out there. It's. Uh, when I travel, it's it's fun having different names depending on who you speak with. How do customs deal with it when they pronounce it? I guess it depends on the country that you go in. So if the Italians say see it, they'll pronounce it a certain way. Yeah, Italians and Latinos, they have no problems with it. Yeah. Uh, here in Canada, it's, people are getting better. Yeah, re like this year, people have been good with my name. I'm really happy about that. How's everything, man? Busy? <sighs> yeah, it's been a busy season. You still one-man shop? Uh, it changed. It fluctuates. Yeah. Currently, it's not a one-man shop. It's myself and an apprentice right now. Uh, earlier in the year, we had more guys. I like to work with subcontractors as well. Okay. They roll up with their own tools, their own vans. They're more responsible. You still got a sprinter? Nope. What do you got? I liquidated last year. We got a pickup truck? Nope. What do you have? <laughs> we got an EV? Nope. What do you have? You have a car? I have a car, yeah. Okay, all right, because no, I know you're a car guy. So, Oris is here. Uh, BRHVAC.ca, that's where you find him. Ask, BR, ask at BRHVAC.ca, and on social media, it's, it's BRHVAC. It's BRHVAC, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought on IG, right? Quick shout-out, 
So I just want to say uh, I'm wearing Chris's uh, T-shirt, Richardson's Electrical Services. See, I don't see the name. I got to kind of look down. There he is. I put it in the wash, Chris, and it shrunk, which is great because it's a, it was huge. It was like a blanket. Uh, but today we're going to talk about HVAC. We got a bunch of HVAC shows coming up soon. Great. Yeah, we're going to do an HVAC roundtable. I want to be part of that. I don't know if there's a spot. Ah. I got to find out. I think that they're all full right now. Not exactly Volume sure. two, HVAC sure there, there might be a second one because I think there's too much to talk about. Well, let's make the best of it. No, today. A, I'm looking forward to that because uh, I think that'll be a good chat. You want to start with the vehicles? Yeah, let's start with the vehicles. Why? Because I have a crazy story about the vehicle. About your vehicle? About a- my current vehicle right now, yeah. What happened? <laughs> Does it involve speeding tickets? No. Uh, so BlackRock has been around for 10. This November is going to be 10 years. Congrats. Thank you. So I think most companies last only seven years. How young are you? My type of company, 30, 34. Okay, so 20, you started? started right I started at 24. Okay. Um, and I started off with a Honda Element. I had an Honda Element. Yeah, amazing car. You get no chicks with that car. <laughs> <laughs> my dogs loved it. Uh, lots they loved sp- the roof in the back. There's lots of space in that car. My dog would stick his head out the back window, look like a giraffe while we were driving. It was awesome. I so love I that. Because ele- it would rest the, the pause right I had the Element SC. You know that version? What is it? It just has a few more bells and whistles? It has the painted trim. It's got 18-inch rims. Uh, and it's, a di- it's that different front end. It doesn't have the square headlight. I was always constantly washing it out because it had the drain plug in it. Oh. Which I loved, right? Yeah, so the dog look, version. Yeah. So you it's like you you just... I would load it up. That was the first vehicle I was using for construction. I was putting so much stuff in that thing that you're not supposed <laughs> to put in. Right? Okay, so the Honda, you had the Element. They don't make that one anymore. Uh, so that Element got rolled. I rolled it. Yeah, mine like, got teed. Like Element. Mine got teed. <laughs> I T-bone. Spun right around the intersection. Wheel snapped right off. Yep. I had a big bruise right over from the seatbelt. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, bye-bye. Um, I, I slid that car on its side. On its side? <laughs> on its side. And then I... I, I on sp- the highway or on the road? On the road. On the road. I stood up inside the car... I opened the passenger, I, I like flung the passenger door open and I just did a tricep dip. To and, come out? And I just, yeah, I just walked out of there. Crazy. But it was good because then I was forced to get a real commercial vehicle. So as a small business, I got um, a Ford Transit Connect. Okay. Nice. It was nice. It had nice racking in it. Um, it came with the racking? It came with the racking, came with a roof rack. Uh, it, was, it was a nice car, except it was a piece of crap, four-speed automatic. No power. No power, but it did, it did the job. Um, that car always had some problems. If you leave that Ford Transit Connect alone for seven days, if you don't touch it, you have $1,000 worth of repairs. What, it just seizes or something? The weirdest problems. It, it'll be your alternator. It'll be a throttle body. What year are we talking about? Like, it wasn't brand new. No, but it was only five years old at the time. It, it was the first Gen Connect that came out in North America. I thought you mechanical guys are very mechanically inclined for vehicles. No, or is that a myth? It's a myth. I'm I'm not working on my company vehicles. Okay, no way. Bring it back to Ford. Just no way. Just someone else can do it. Another shop can do it. Um, okay, well that car had to get recycled. So then I was forced to buy another vehicle, and I had an employee at the same time. So what did you choose? So, so I bought two vans on the same day. I bought another Transit Connect, low mileage, and it was black. The only black one available in the country, I Both bought it. Both were black or one was black? And no, one was black. One was white. And one was white. It was the tall roof Ford Transit uh, extended diesel. 
Dually? No dually. Okay. I really wanted the dually, but yeah. But then you start getting into sticker land, right? Registration bullshit. True. True. Is it worth it? If you're not hauling it, uh, is it worth it? It's a question. No, ask, no, right? it's not worth Plus it. Plus, it's also more maintenance. Correct. Six tires. Crazy, crazy. Right? It so, adds up. So I had that vehicle, those two vehicles for five years, until no um, issues. Mm, no issues. The only issue is that when I bought it, diesel started costing more than gas because it was always the opposite. Yeah. Right? It so was reasonable. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, fine. Now I'm paying. <laughs> I should have just bought the petrol. Stuck with the diesel. Uh, used, used both vans for, for five years. Of course, the Transit Connect had issues. I think sat for a year and a half until I finally got an apprentice again and I resurrected that vehicle for him, for him to use. He was new to Canada, so I just... He was taking a bus to work. That's a nice bus that you have vehicles waiting for your apprentices. Yeah, to. well, you know, he was taking the bus to job sites, and okay, you can only sense. do that for so long. Makes sense. So I, I offered him the the van, and I was driving. I dailyed that tall roof extended for like a good three years, Manny. <laughs> yeah, but they made you money. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of like course. as much as there was minor headaches, they still made you money. They were running the business. They were contributing to making money. Yeah, you know, no, having all that space was nice. Yes. Uh, I also have a shop. So I didn't use the van to its full potential like I could have. Could have like kept a lot of inventory yeah, in there. Yeah, okay. But for my trade, you know, we have a lot of different items. So having a shop is wise. And... Um, at the end of that van's term, it wasn't really being used to its full potential. Plus, uh, I had a great idea of buying a Porsche Cayenne uh, and turning that into a service vehicle as well. Um, that was going to be my Caledon winter vehicle. Did you say it was a great idea? You didn't, you didn't follow through with the great idea? <laughs> Would you have put labels on it, like logos? and? No, there's no lo- No, it's all black. It was all black. It was all black. And, and you're going to roll it and estimate the jobs to do it with I, that vehicle? I, I, I was parking a block away. Why? We know why. We know why. Uh, I didn't want But it's it. nice to drive to work in that style, but then you'd get dirty and work, and then you'd have to get inside that. No? It was more for after hours call. I had a I had bunch of, not a bunch, but I had a nice packout set up in the trunk. In the back of it? In, in the back. Okay. I had all the key, that makes sense. key emergency items. Everything was in the trunk. And it was an all-wheel drive. See, the, the two Fords can't. They're not that that good in the winter. They don't stick. and in the snow. And some of my customers, you have to do snows on all of them, right? I yeah, know. but but even snows, you know, sprinters uh, are notorious for that. You have to switch them to snows, man. They don't drive at all with all season. We will drive out in Caledon in the snow. Some customers have farms. I got to trek it. No, it, it wasn't really good. So that, that's where the four wheel drive came in. Um, and then the price of gas skyrocketed. I was paying over two dollars a liter. Is Porsche's Cayenne? Is it? Um, is it just like the Audi? The uh, the A6. What about it? Like it sticks to the road, man. Oh, well, it was a GTS 4.8. Yeah, it sticks to the road. Huh? It was beautiful. Car. I was actually really surprised with that. That's the only good thing about that Audi. Because uh-huh. I'm assuming it's the same. Same company. No, no. Aren't well, they? it's they, they, they were both owned by the Volkswagen yeah. group. But a Porsche. I'm assuming the chassis, everything is the same as an A6. As a, uh, sorry, um, what's this SUV? Not the A6. What is it? The Q? Q. Q6. That's it. Sorry. Mm. Q. So uh, is it Q6 or Q4? No. Fuck, I don't remember. Who gives a shit? I have to confirm. But they stick on the road a lot better than 4Matic. That's all I'm going to say. They're, so I'm assuming that the, the Porsche was similar to that. More reliable than an Audi. Yes. 
which is like you're you like it's it's comfy to drive 200 kilometers on the snow and know that it's sticking <laughs> that's what i was really impressed with that vehicle as much as the company sucks i was impressed with that vehicle for the mechanical the way they designed that thing very impressive all right cool i interrupt you you got a bunch of pack out in the back of it uh blocking a park away a while a block away what else okay so okay so i'm, I'm at three vehicles and last year my wife and i decided to uh, move try out costa rica uh, we really we were, we were pretty serious about to move to move pick and leave yeah and well, we tried it out stayed there for six months and uh, well before we left uh i liquidated all my vehicles all of them what Pick. about the tools no i kept my shop kept my tools kept the company running it actually worked out really really great somebody else was operating i had my guys over here in the field okay I, I implemented the 80-20 rule, so I fired 80% of my customers, and I kept 20 most, most valuable, valuable and precious customers, and that worked out as well. So you were in Costa Rica running the business from there? Yes. So it was just all digital. You were just Correct. communicating digitally with Correct. everybody back here, mm -hmm. and if there was a problem, then it would just be a FaceTime call or whatever, and just yeah. like walk me through, Yeah. and then back to the beach. Okay, so you went for six months. What happened at the end of six months? Well, the plan was to come back to Toronto and work for the summer. Okay. Make money and go back. That was last summer? That was this summer. Okay. So today is actually my last day of the season. Then you're gone again for six months? No, I'm gone for only two months this time. Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Man, lately we've been having a lot of people that are like not going to be on the show anymore. They're almost like... Guest appearances, cameos that are just never going to come back again on the show because <laughs> they're moving out of here. You know, construction <laughs> is like a sport. And uh, I think there's seasons in it. And then there's winter breaks, summer breaks. So I took a nice, I'm taking winter breaks from now on. I'm not really into the snow. What are you going to do there while you're there? You're not just going to be answering phone calls and dealing with emails. You're going to be doing other stuff there. Yeah, I have my air conditioner to fix. So you'll fix it there. Are you, are you renting while you're there? The whole time, or you bought something? There's a family home there. Okay, so all right, that's how it works. Yeah, so I got, I have lots of work to do there around the house. Okay, and that'll keep you busy. Yeah, I was so busy last year, so many things to do around the house. And Is it worth starting a business there? Uh, I would say if you're living, if you're going to be living there full time, and if you're in a busy location, sure, go ahead, check it out. But there, you know, there's lots of pluses and lots of minuses. Different country, different culture, different different weather. Costa Rica part of the international banking system? I think so. Probably many. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just They're definitely part much. of the WEF. So. <laughs> but it's a, it's a beautiful country. It's nice. I, I did a lot of stuff on the Listen, business. It's your state of mind. That's what's important yeah. here, right? Because you're obviously in a better state of mind there than you are here. Exactly. We had no sunlight here for two weeks now. It's bad. And as much as like everybody loves construction, you got to still factor in your state of mind. I, I love seeing people shut down on their Instagram posts and just disappear. And then all of a sudden, next post, they're on the beach and they're just enjoying themselves because we all know what that feels like. They're disconnecting from this, man, which is really important. Mm -hmm. So it's good. Good on you. So you're gone for two months. Why only two? Why not do the six? As a GC, I can confidently say that Dahl means receiving a lifetime of reliability. It's not just about the exceptional products they manufacture, but also the outstanding service they provide every step of the way. From the initial design phase to the meticulous manufacturing process, Dahl demonstrates their commitment to excellence. Everyone knows I respect care in construction. Check out Dahl at www.dahlvalve.com and on social at Dahl Valve. Because 
I had a course that I had to finish last fall. Mm -hmm. So that really held me back. And I had a backlog of customers and service work I had to finish. So I'm finally done. I can leave. I'm taking more courses while I'm there. And then I'm coming back 1st of April. And that's pretty much where the, when the spring season begins for HVAC. Start, yeah. I'm going to come back and kick ass and be ready for that. Last year, I worked on my website, worked on my social media presence, uh, all the socials, a um, lot of website, a lot of website work and a lot of sales. I booked all my sales for the entire summer. While I was here, I didn't have to do any sales. Really? Yeah. So I made, I made use of my time wisely. It's not all fun and games there. So I, you just I was prepared working. the whole year, basically without dealing with the bad weather here and the state of mind here. You yeah. prepared the whole year there and then came back and it was just rock and roll work. Correct. And it was already all organized. It was all set up. Exactly. February, March is when people start sending you plans. So I started quoting, got some jobs. I had one big full reno that I completed this year. I only took one. <laughs> I'm not taking no more. How did it go? Great. It was the best one yet. Why was it great? Builder, client, project? Oh, all? The builder, the GC, she was amazing. Okay. She was so knowledgeable, educated. She scheduled all the trades, did her research. She actually found me online. So there you go. My website is working for me. Through web, not through social? Through the web. Okay. It, 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 they kind of link. Depends where you find me first. Then it leads you to either my website or to Instagram. Was it her first project? Uh no, no, she's probably done it. Definitely not. She was experienced. So she must have worked with another HVAC person, no? Yes. But didn't have a good experience. Like most people. So now bring in the BR experience. Yeah, and uh, we delivered. We delivered. They're very happy with their house, their how outcome. Big of, how big of a house was it? Just a 3,000 square foot high park. Straightforward, four stair, AC. No, no many. So we don't do that kind What'd of stuff. What did you guys do? Uh, they had cast iron rads in the house. Ooh. They fully gutted everything. They went boiler? Upgraded boiler? Upgraded boiler. We, we, well, did we, they keep the rads or did they go radiant? <laughs> we went radiant. We relocated. Fuck. I know, but we relocated the boiler and then we ran radiant on each each level with Mac Constructions, gypsum overpour, and then a high velocity Unico system in the attic. I'd, I'd still keep the fucking rads. <laughs> they take up space, man. They look nice, and as a kid in a really snowy winter night, chill out by that rad is a different feeling than laying on the floor. You know what I'm saying? It's true. So if it makes you feel better, we kept the rads in the basement. Was did, the basement finished? They did not underpin the basement, so we kept the cast iron rads. Was as all it. the old piping all uh, no. asbestos laden? No, no, no. No? No. Okay. Someone renovated no, I, I, I see. Okay, did they redo all the floors? Yes. Because of the weight. Oh, man. They or was it all, it was the floors were shit. They, they were all sinking. That's why. They had why. to restructure. This is a high park. This is an old house. Yes. Century, right? I believe so, yeah. Man, like, okay, listen. You're you're from Europe as well. So it's just like, they've got really look good-looking rads these days. You don't have to go with the rads that we're so familiar with in Canada. I priced them doing rads. And? Less or more? It was a couple grand more in the end of the day. What's the reason for the more? Because you have to do a lot of extra work and tinkering, and there's a might, yes. there might be a risk that a rad might not be the threads and shit no, like that, No, there's right? just more work. There's more work hanging the rads, placing them, running all the pipes, versus running the loops on the floor. What'd you do, staple loops? Yes. Nobody's doing Becotech, eh? 
Nobody's taking like even Amvec or even those like snap in. They're all well, the ones you did at that one project. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody's doing that. I guess they don't want to just spend the effort. They just rather staple it right to. Uh, mm. You get a. It, I mean, you lose half inch of floor height by going that route, but the trade off is that your floor is lighter. So some points you don't have to structurally reinforce the floor, right? right. Because when you just go clips and then embed inch and a half of material. It, it makes it heavier than putting all that Beckle tech in the void. Okay, okay. It does, right? So there's that trade-off. But it's more expensive, but your house is lighter, right? You know, I told them that doing the gypsum overpour is the way to go because you have a solid floor in the end. You oh, have, so a, I, you I have a real concrete it. floor. Always beautiful. Recommend always recommend that. For the sound. The house just feels like a strong house. And that's kind of my style now. That's the... I told them up, up front... If I was to do the whole project, this is my way. What do you so do what? for H A uh, for AC? Attic mounted, horizontal forced air, forced air, Yo. but but a high velocity, so there's no duct work, right? Our our brand stands for um, what was it? It's war against bulkheads. Absolutely no bulkheads on the main floor. War against bulkheads or war against bulkheads? War. It's a war against bulkheads. I, li I like that, man. So you should be a sticker like that. We're war not, against bulkheads. Yeah, yeah. We're not into bulkheads at all. So this house, no bulkheads in on the main floor the second floor also um we managed to hide them all in closet spaces like very discreet you will never you will never think how, th how wide are the runs how the pipes for high well, uh, are they like two three the, ma the main trunk was an eight inch round spiral with insulation but that's in the attic well no it goes down to the ceiling of the second floor okay and runs runs across okay and then the unico system the tubing is uh with insulation it's three and a half inches so it fits perfectly in a two by four stutter wall so you just snake it all the way to the ceiling on the main floor even the ceiling of the basement in this way this is the correct way of doing hvac if you're building a custom house you got f uh, heat from the bottom and air conditioning from the top and then we have um, it's called science yes <laughs> and then the ventilator we actually exhaust their bathroom air using the hrv yep and then we pump fresh air back yep. into the return of the, the air handler. How big was the stove in the kitchen? Was oh. it stupid? No, but what was stupid is the size of the exhaust hood. That's where I was going. How big is this, the exhaust? 10 inch. 10 inch. Did you have to supplement? No, you didn't. At 10 inch, you didn't have to supplement. No, or did you? No, we did. it wasn't in the plans. Nothing. It wasn't in there, huh? No. We just if they had a fireplace, you'd have to supplement. I see. It was a 10 inch, man. Anything that bigger, like pfft. 10 inches, crazy. I think six inches, inch, six inches. Loud inch too, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy. If you have to use full speed 10 inch, then you're a bad cook and you need to order Uber. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, you don't need that, man. Oh, Manny, it's the fish. You know, when we cook fish, we don't want the whole house to smell like that. It's too much. It's too then much. You're cooking the wrong fish. Like, it's, it's too just, much, man. No, okay. That's a good system, man. Beautiful system. So, I want to ask you, because I'm going to start a tally from now on. How many clients have you installed the heat pump for? Uh, yeah, I actually want to talk about heat pump. I know it's a controversial topic in this room and I want to battle you on it. Go ahead. Tell me all the good things about heat pumps. So, so far we've ran two. You've done two? Done two so far. Yeah. Wow. Eh? Um, I was about to say something, but that was going to, about the client. Never mind. Okay. So I, I pushed for it. You pushed for it. Of course. Why did you push for it? Because Wait, where's the home? One home is in Richmond Hill. Another home is in Etobicoke. So you pushed for it. And the reason why you pushed for it. 
because it's a no-brainer. If you have an old system, you might as well take advantage of the rebates that are out right now. Get yourself a new air conditioning system, which is also a heat pump. You end up paying the same or less than what you would just getting a traditional system. Let me paint a slightly different picture about that word rebate. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let me just paint for everybody that's listening right now. That word rebate, allowing the government to enter your home and letting them know exactly what you've done to your home regarding an upgrade, does what to your impact rating, which is your value of your property? Makes it go up. Is that what they're doing? So the property tax is going to go up. So the rebate that you receive from the government front load, because you're getting this opportunity to take advantage of the rebate, you're going to pay tenfold, if not more, on property taxes down the line. Because of your heat pump. So do not upgrade your windows. Do not upgrade your insulation. Do not upgrade your heat pump. Do not upgrade and take advantage of any of these rebates. Because you're allowing the government to come into your home to let them know what the true value of your home is. Because right now, what does impact do? What does the government do? They walk around the neighborhood and just do a general assessment of the property. But you can't look at a property and go, that house has got like a boiler and high velocity and it's got like all kinds of trend. They don't know any of that shit. They don't know this triple glaze. They don't know any of that stuff. But now you're letting them in and letting them know. And now they're going to turn around going, your house is no longer this value. Your house is this value. Which means the property tax goes up. This is hmm. something that somebody taught me. So I'm against these rebates. That's okay. the reason why. So I did not know that. That's crazy. Um, Hmm. But let's go back to the science part of the heat pump now. Yeah, aside from the rebates. So would still you put it in pumps? your own house, though? My mom's house is getting it next, well, this spring, and my in-laws are getting one as well. Okay, so you started off by saying that that boiler and the upgrade and the change, the high park, and then the AC unit, that's how you would do it in your own home. Well, the high park also has a heat pump. Why? Why do they need it for? Backup heat when the boiler breaks down. When's the boiler going to break down? It happens. In f okay. doesn't matter how, in how long. In five years, six years, ten years, they're going to have backup heating. And then what if there's a power outage? When there's well, then they, they burn logs in their fireplace. Okay, so let's say the house doesn't have a wood-burning fireplace, and it has a boiler, and it has a heat pump, and then the boiler breaks down, and the heat, no power. Now you're just going to use wood? Yes. That would work. But not everybody. Now they're actually trying to get rid of wood fireplace. You heard that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, but wait, hang on a sec. Let's take that three-card Monty out of this situation. They don't want people with wood-burning fireplaces. Why don't they want people with wood-burning fireplaces? It's smart. Why? Because people don't know how to make a fire and, and contain a fire? I'm sure most people don't anymore. Is it that argument or is it because they the heat pump argument about how once you start a fire, it just sucks all the hot air out of your house so you're wasting money at that point, which is total rubbish? I don't know where the whole battle against the natural fireplaces came from. I really don't know. Maybe it was a trend for gas fireplaces. People really liked the, the gas fireplaces. You wanted to, to get the inserts installed. People really like the convenience of just turning on a switch and having a fire. Nobody wanted to, um, like, listen, in all fairness, man, I think everybody should know how to start a fire. That's right. Right? 
was making fires this all winter long. Yeah. So it's like if you know how to start a fire, you know the principles behind a fire, then you should be able to start a fireplace fire, a wood-burning fireplace fire. And as long as your fireplace is proper, I'm not talking about some DIY Kijiji person has made that fireplace for you. It has to be a proper firebox fireplace. And then you mm -hmm. could easily start that fire with one little rolled up newspaper and you'll start that fire. It's becoming more popular. Yeah, but the government's trying to outlaw that in any new construction. So why are they mm -hmm. doing this? Why are they trying to tie our hands for everything, all this shit, right? Because that's their job, Manny. <laughs> Somebody needs to get fired. Um, okay, so you like heat pumps. but you Okay, so you told me just, so the reason you like heat pumps is because if the boiler breaks down... You have backup heating. If I've got a gas stove, I can turn it on. Yes. If I got a gas fireplace, I can turn it if on. If you're buying an air conditioner, okay, you could just upgrade to a heat pump, which is the same thing. It just has one extra valve inside of That's it. It's more expensive though. Not by much. I, I think it's worth the extra couple hundred bucks. So it's a couple hundred bucks more. So the, the, main, the main reason that you're saying yes to it is because if the boiler breaks down, you have backup heat. Correct. If it's minus 40 outside. Heat pumps don't work. I'm not that guy who's going to tell you the heat pump is the best thing in the world. Uh, so the way I program the heat pumps is they run, they provide you heating when it's um, above zero degrees. Okay. What I would want to know about anybody that wants to push heat pump is the electrical consumption from the unit. The same way I want to know the electrical consumption from EVs. We're not being given all the information. Like it's it's a fact. It's a fact that they never talk about the carbon footprint of an EV from conception, only from driving off the lot. Yes, that's a misconception. You need to factor in from conception. So then, what's the problem with heat pump conception? I don't. I, I want to factor in anything if it's worth it because I think it's actually costing more money to run that if your boiler breaks down. In my house, I I would say fireplace wood burning. So if the if the power goes out and the gas and the boiler breaks down, I can burn logs in that fireplace and heat the entire house for how long? Until the summer. Well, my as long as I have wood. My customers will be happy when I tell them just to turn on their Nest thermostat to heating, and that's going to turn on your heat pump and heat the whole house. But if the power goes out and the boiler breaks down? Well, then I don't know. You go to your cottage or something. <laughs> you can't make go, it up there. Go because, to your parents' house. Because, <laughs> because the, the roads are bad. The roads are really bad. I, I understand those such yes that's an extreme situation but okay, let's go on the other side the other side so i also find that canadians are very wasteful about ac introducing the new air cool 26 rca the quietest most powerful and most durable generator with 109 amps max power on liquid propane equipped with the first to market low oil shutoff switch it's the quietest 26 kilowatt on the market with a 56 db at exercise the 89% larger ceramic fiberglass insulated muffler and acoustic foam insulated inlet duct deliver the best sound quality on the market at exercise. Its larger muffler reduces back pressure by 62%, eliminating restrictions in exhaust to optimize pressures for peak performance. Its CH1006 engine with 20% higher compression ratio and variable ignition timing optimized by fuel delivers the most power in its class. It's also equipped with advanced engine tuning with an air cleaner assembly relocated directly over the carburetor, which optimizes airflow to deliver enhanced performance. When it comes to reliability, nothing beats a Kohler home generator. Get the facts and find your generator at Effect Electric Limited on IG. I'll mm -hmm. tell you, like last summer, I put mine on maybe twice. 
for like two, three days because I'm a huge fan of skylights. Mm -hmm. Again, back to science. You let hot air escape from the house. You don't let hot air stop at the attic. Yeah. yeah. You have to, there's four skylights. So you, that's why and you don't open up, right? Yeah. Nice. So it's like, you don't, you, you got neighbors that have all their ACs kicking in with that stupid sound and everyone's using it and everything's sealed. Well, here's the thing about heat pumps, Manny. Okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> I'm waiting. Go ahead. So it's a side discharge unit. It's not just the heat pump. It's a side discharge, which, which means it's quieter. It has a variable speed compressor. It's quieter. It also consumes less electricity. It's smarter. They use sensors. How does it use less electricity? Because your traditional air conditioner has a compressor, which is a single speed compressor. Okay. It's like your car. You just stomp on the gas and you're flying, right? Okay. Your home changes the value of um, heat gain, heat loss every day, right? But your air conditioner doesn't know that. Your air conditioner from the beginning is oversized by the, the dumbass designer who designed your house's HVAC system. Yeah, it's always right? So it's way. oversized even... Uh, okay, so a heat pump with a variable speed compressor, it's going to modulate the speed of the compressor depending on the cooling load required on that day using the sensors on the, on the return and the supply and the outdoor sensor, right? Yeah. These things are smarter than what they used to be. So by But are you saying that the traditional AC units don't have any of these features at all? A so what, to everybody out there, what... A traditional AC is the box you have outside with the fan on top that makes noise, right? Okay, so the, the latest and great, greatest version of that is a two-stage compressor. So it'll run on low speed low for 10 minutes, yeah. and then it'll switch to high speed and run for 16 hours a day, right? Yeah. Uh, a side discharge unit usually has a variable speed, so that compressor is able to ramp down to, what, 10, probably 10% of its capacity okay. and stay that way. And maintain the house. And maintain the house. Heat or cold. Correct. Because you don't need 100% capacity all the time. So my question is, since you're putting it in your mom's and your in-laws, why aren't you putting it in yours? Because uh, we live in a condo and we have a different type of system. So when you get into a home, you're going to put a heat pump in your home? 100%. Really? Yeah. So you'll know firsthand if it's benefiting you or not. I, I already know it's going to benefit. Are heat pumps part of the power vented hot water tank family and when i say that i mean more components more potential for failures yeah and servicing that's a bit extreme no so, i'm asking uh yeah they 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 use a heat, a heat pump is just uh, a heat transfer pump just a machine uh to move heat back and forth so yes there's there's, there's an internal mechanism that helps with the movement of the it, heat. it reverses the refrigeration cycle so you can move heat uh back and forth Okay. Right. Because right. in, in the summer, you take heat out of your house and you dispel it outside. Yes. In the winter, okay, wh what is heat? Right. Uh, absolute zero is minus 273 degrees. Okay. It's cold. It's cold. Mm -hmm. So everywhere above that is still heat. So even if it's minus 10, minus 20, there's still heat in the air. Okay. So a heat pump takes that heat from the outside, uses the compression cycle, and sends heat in, into your indoor unit. It's just the opposite of a cooling cycle. It, they lose efficiency the colder it gets. Yes, that is true. That's why when we do it, above zero is when we turn on the heat pump. During the shoulder seasons, spring, fall, okay? Uh, You're more efficient in the shoulder seasons instead of using a two-stage furnace? Yes. So What kind of efficiency are we talking about uh, So there's a thing called coefficient, coefficient, 
COP, coefficient of performance. Okay. So a furnace, you know, when they say it's 96% efficient, so that's 0.96 COP. You get 0.96 units of energy per energy put in. Then you're losing the remaining. You're losing the remaining, which is great. That's 96, pretty efficient. 96 still. is great. What's the heat pump at? A heat pump is uh, 2.5. Versus 4. No, versus 0.96. Oh, 2.5. 2.5. You get more heat out of a heat pump. You, you get more energy out than energy put in. That's the beauty of, about a heat pump. Why is geothermal so great? Because they use heat pumps. But geothermal is very expensive. But we're, well, let's not talk about money. Let's talk about the, te- no, the you technology. Need to, you need to talk about money. So the question is, what's more expensive, hydro or gas? Consumption of those utilities, what's more expensive? You know, it depends where you live. True. Depends on the type of gas. If, if you're on propane. Oh, it's different. Propane's a different story. But I'm talking about natural gas versus electrical. We know that here in Canada, specifically Toronto, electrical is expensive. Yes, has a lot to do with the stupid you know, streetcars above the ground. There's also an attack on natural gas, which is why I'm telling my customers, take, you know, get the heat pumps. There's an attack on natural gas? Yeah. Yeah, there's an attack on natural gas because they want to persuade people to go what they want to do. So have both. Okay, we are, will you disagree with me or agree with me on if every single person that had an EV what our electrical infrastructure would be like? Oh, no. Would it, it be a positive or a negative oh, situation? We're, we're going to have a... Major brownouts, right? It would be a major yeah. problem. Yes. People would have like, so guess what? Your heat pumps wouldn't work. <laughs> Look, at least use the heat pump to have a better cooling unit. It's quieter, less energy consumption. I am the mind of build the house nice and make it soundproof properly and use specific sound materials. And when you have the windows closed, you don't hear that heat pump. Or you I, hear hear my, I hear my neighbor's AC turn on. Oh, yeah, because you hear it kick in. It's like... I know it because it needs servicing. A heat heat pump. It's not just the heat pump. It's any side discharge unit. That's really what I'm. Doesn't matter the brand. They're all they're all kind of in the same ballpark. More more or less, yeah. Okay, really. So nobody. So, like, this is what I have a problem with certain companies. Like, I honestly believe that if they wanted to, they can make an internal combustion combustible engine tenfold more efficient use less gas Mm -hmm. and run a lot further but obviously it's the light bulb theory right where a tesla designed light bulb is supposed to last a century and then edison Mm. came in and all of a sudden said fuck you we need to make money so then i'm gonna get rid of your 100 year bulb and i'm gonna give them a two-week bulb and then they're gonna buy another one same thing with cars and engines so we, we that's how they make money so they want you to use and spend so why do we want everybody on EVs? Why do we want everybody on heat pumps? Toronto can't sustain that power. We don't have the infrastructure to sustain that electrical power. We never will. Like if you were to cost and analyze everything and say, what is required to sustain the power that we need for everybody to switch over to an EV and a heat pump, we are going to have weekly brownouts. Every single citizen in this province. Why do we want to do that? That makes no sense. We have natural gas, which is clean. It's clean and cheaper, right? So I don't care if it's using, that's where I go back to the numbers. I don't care if it's like 2% or 10% more expensive. It's still the cleaner way of heating your home. I don't care if the AC is using the coil and it's slightly noisier. It's still a better way 
to AC your home, to cool your home, right? But I go back to building your house, the way you build it, insulate it, how you design it, right? That has to factor in as well. But the government never talks about any of that stuff. They only talk about the go-to insulation top-up, triple glazed windows, heat pump, furnace, insulation underneath the slab or whatever. Like shit like that. I agree with you. Would you, okay, let me get you this. Let me, let me ask you this question. If the government started a contracting business, would you hire them? Hell no. So why do we have to listen to the government about contracting business? Are we still talking about heat pumps? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that. There's motivation the behind what people's the in, decisions. What the industry making. is talking about is that year or two from now, you won't even be able to buy a, a regular AC system. It's going to be a heat pump automatically. I'll find you don't somewhere. look. You don't need Amazon to. Amazon it have a shit You don't need to use the heating component of the heat pump. You don't need to use it. Use your furnace. It's build, fine. Build your build your house better, so then you don't even have to use it. I'm not a, listen. I don't even like the air of AC. I don't like that stuffiness. I really don't. I love a slight cross breeze from the skylights. Like I love that. That makes okay. How about for the people who don't have skylights like yours? Then you got to consider that. I know that a lot of building envelope people, sustainability people, don't like skylights, right? Because it's like the tunnel. But then you got to start talking about you need to create vaulted ceilings, so then you get closer to the roof line. Mm -hmm. We need to start treating roof lines as if they're part of the wall assembly, not roof assembly. So that means they have to be just a thicker version of it, where the bats are right up against the sheathing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's hot roof applications. That, that these are all better ideas in homes. And then you, isn't the objective to use less energy to operate your home? Yes. Why can't we, the government, just let the homeowner decide on the best way to use less energy to operate their home? I could share a case study on that. Could you? Yeah. Were you got it somewhere? You want to pull it up or? I haven't. What are, what are you comparing to what? Like, what are you comparing? I haven't written about it yet, but I will. Share um, it. So, okay. Totally want to know about that. I like mom, this. This is a science class. Um, I like it. I experiment on my mom's house. Okay. What is she? Let's, what does she have? She has a Mississauga two-story home, 1,800 square feet. Okay. Okay. So. With a furnace. With a furnace. Two-stage? Uh, two-stage furnace. Your traditional air conditioner outside, which I already replaced seven years ago with what and the furnace would you replace it with, with, it, with like just a standard unit. equivalent oversized two ton three ton five ton you know AC I, unit. I stepped down the btus of the furnace and it's still it's still oversized because it's short cycle so wow. the next furnace i'm putting in is going to be even smaller i want to test the limits of how small a house like hers how small of a furnace can a house like hers use are you um i think you are you're you can you can hvac design can't you not yet, Manny, but we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk okay, about that. Right, I'm getting ahead of the game. All right. Uh, so the case study is our, our air conditioner system used to work 16 hours a day in the summer, which is ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. And There's something wrong with the house. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people live in houses like this where you run the AC all day, basement's freezing, so you got to close the vents to push more air upstairs. Your main floor is okay, and that's where your th thermostat is. And then your second floor is still boiling and it's still uncomfortable and you go to sleep at night and you're sweating and you just burnt 16 hours of hydro. And I measured the amperage on that unit. It would draw like six, 6.5 amps, right? Per, and that's 240 volts. So that's, that's actually that's it's actually 13 amps in total. That's okay? a lot. It's a lot. Um, I bought a little Mitsubishi ductless mini split. I bought the smallest one they make. 
Where'd you park it? On the main or? I no, parked it in the, the hallway of the second floor. Second floor. It wasn't ideal. Ideally, I would have loved to have an attic mounted system and run uh, supply runs through the ceiling in each bedroom yeah. upstairs. But screw that. <laughs> you know how it is working on your own house. So I mounted a little mini split on the wall, exterior wall, 9,000 BTUs. Okay. Our air conditioner is a, th a 30,000 BTU. Okay. All right. So 30,000 BTUs, which is a two and a half ton, drawing six amps per phase. The Mitsubishi is a variable speed compressor. So when it ramp when it does its job, it may it, the temperature is now at set point and it just needs to maintain. It's running at 2.5 amps max. I think I saw it at four, 4.5. Listen, they're good units. Like I love the ductless systems. They're good units. They're just ugly on both you sides gotta, of the wall. Gotta get over it. They're just ugly you on both sides of the wall. People who say that find who L bracketed into the side of the brick with the compressor outside. But it's what it does for you. I know, I it, get it, but it's just it finally made the second floor comfortable. And then what about the original AC? It wasn't kicking in as much. The then. original AC, we don't even use it anymore. You don't even use it anymore. Don't even use it. So you're yeah, just pumping only, all Only the when guests arrive. When there's actually a full house of people, the, the heat load increases. So we crank the main AC, the central AC. But how she runs her house now, the, the Mitsubishi runs on low speed. It's actually dehumidify mode. Which is good too. Yeah. And I learned a lot about humidification and humidity, right? So you, you can live comfortably at a higher ambient temperature, but you want the lower humidity. And yeah. that's what the Mitsubishi does. When you have equipment that's sized correctly, you play around with the humidity more. An oversized AC doesn't have time to dehumidify and it makes your house cold and wet. Hey, architects and builders, do you want to stand out from the competition? Fraser Wood Siding has your back. Fraser Wood Siding is a leader in pre-finished wood siding. They manufacture beautiful pre-finished wood siding using only the highest quality PEFC certified Canadian softwood. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors. Supplied by the global leader in paints, Sherwin-Williams. Whether your design taste is classic, contemporary, conservative, or bold, they've got you covered. They'll gladly match the color of any paint manufacturer and send a sample on an actual piece of Fraser Wood Siding in just a few days. Visit their website at www.fraserwoodsiding.com and reach out about your upcoming projects to benefit from their industry-leading lead times. Fraser Wood Siding, get inspired. All right, so what you want, the main floor is now at 25 degrees in the summer and it's comfortable. The main floor is comfortable. Basement is always chilly. And upstairs is amazing now. Why can't we get into the world of HVAC designing where we split these systems, man? Because I really do not like the fact of having the main heat source or the main cold source at one location of the house servicing the entire house. Because we always know the furthest room is always going to be the worst exactly. on, the on the spectrum, right? So I think that, I know that, what is it? You tell me, like, I know I've been told from so many HVAC people, it's like 3,500 square feet is a cutoff point. 3,500 to 4,000 square feet is a cutoff point where you start deciding, let's split the units, put one in the attic, put one in the basement. One in the attic takes care of the top floor, the one in the basement takes care of the basement and the main floor, Makes right? Sense, yeah. And so you split it. But I think that should be applicable to houses that are like 1,600, like your mom's place, where you get two smaller units and split it. Because if you did have an AC unit up in the attic and taking care of that, and then you had a forced air there, you did not have to have the ugliness on the outside from the ductless and the ugliest on the inside and you'd still get a comfortable house 
100%. which brings me to Ecoland now. Let's talk about Ecoland. Is there an Achilles heel when it comes to these things? Because I got onto this whole ramp about the sensors. Like, as little Marcel looking that they are, um, and, you know, you park them in little corners or whatever, so you can read the temperature of whatever nook and cranny around the places, and you get a sense of it. But you, correct me if I'm wrong. The system takes the sensor that's on the lowest and drives the system based on that it doesn't take a balance of all of them so let's say give me an i'll give you an argument let's say you have one in the basement one on the main floor you got two on the upper floor two on the upper floor are reading 22 degrees or whatever right americans you guys are fahrenheit whatever it doesn't matter uh main floor is reading like 21 degrees or whatever same thing basement's like reading uh 19 or something let's say that right Furnace is going to kick in because it thinks that the rest of the house needs more because the basement is 19. So it needs to kick in. And is that the case? Or can you override the 21s and go, hang on a sec, Don't because you don't have a split system. You're not doing... Don't they take an average of all the sensors? That's what I thought it was, but it's not. Because I always see it kicking in when... when no, you got to play around with the settings. You got to play around with the settings? Yeah, you can, you can have your sensors working as um, measuring, calculating average temperatures, or just... On each sensor, you can do that. <laughs> when I had, uh, when I I had the Ecobees right with the sensors, I, I set them up to measure, to measure an average. Okay, so like right now, see, right now, I got 21 and a half on the main, 21 on the second, 21 on the second, and I got 22 and a half in the basement. So it's programmed for 21 and a half right now, right? So obviously it's keeping everything at 21 and a half. The system is not on right now, but the basement's reading 22 and a half, but it's already too warm. Mm -hmm. But if that was the reverse, if the basement was 19, it'd be kicking in right now to try to get up to 21 and a half. I'm pretty sure you can go to that sensor and just disable it. Just make it showing your temperature, but not contributing to the average. Oh, enabled it. Okay. All right. I got to mess around with it. Something you can do. Listen, it's still a lot better than the old school honey with the mercury. It's totally a lot better than that. And it just, it makes sense. But I think sensors have a, 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 they have skin in the game. Sensors are good. Like I love sensors, right? It makes sense to have now gone are the days that we always parked it in one spot for whatever reason, the dining room, right? Always in the corner. Right. Right. Why? No, that was I never exact, exactly. It's not measuring your temperature upstairs. It's not measuring the temperature. So I, I really want homeowners who have a second level that's really hot and uncomfortable to, to just put a mini split in it for a couple of grand you have so much more comfort in your house and okay yes canada should be building better homes but what about existing homes there's thousands of people who really are living in their home and they love their home but they're upstairs it's uncomfortable and that's the old school houses with the rats and, and, and that's what i've been doing they lots throw the of mini splits on lots of houses in the roncesville area they have the third story loft we pop a mini split in there, boom, it cools down your second floor as well. Is Europe on a heat pump craze too? Yeah, but they're more sophisticated. They're the heat pumps are or the Europeans? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Both. So because I'm either during right? my last European tour, uh, which was in the fall, I visited a house who has um, a Wiesman boiler. I like Wiesman. Massive thing. It's taller than me. They look sexy too. Taller and wider than me. They look like they're made by an automaker. They're they're not. So, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So, this heat pump even generates electricity for them and puts it back into their hydrometer. I don't know. Why is Europe so 
aware of efficiency. Like they're smarter how to utilize. I think it's because they don't have that much space. They're crammed. Yeah. High populations. Yeah. Uh, like I just was in Italy in uh, Napoli. Damn. Everyone's crammed in there. You can't, you know, of, of course you're not going to have a, something like a water tank in, in their flats. Like in Canada, it, we have space for the, these types of these types of things. Over there, of course, they're more compact, um, burning less fossil fuels, you know, less But they're also, the older dwellings are uh, built differently too. There's more stone, there's more yeah. um, retaining, retaining the heat and the cool all year long, right? Yep. Um, you, you an on-demand hot water or hot water tank guy? Depends on the house. Mm, I would say it depends on the person. And the person. Well, person Nothing's as bad per, as per, a woman saying I ran out of hot water when I was having my bath. Look, to me, a person is part of the house. Yeah. Um, we recently did a, a tankless water heater for a lady. It was in her mechanical room, which is also her laundry room. And she had this big nasty tank that was leaking and it was taking up a corner of her space. Gravity or power? Uh, it was power. Okay. So we got rid of it and we finally moved her washer where the, where the tank was. So now her washer and dryer are close together where they should be. And we hung the unit on the wall. Okay. And this is what I call like an actual improvement and benefit from a tankless water heater because we've, we've created more usable space in her laundry room. We really did. And it's her and her son. So two adults in the house, more than enough for a tankless. She complain about anything? About the tankless? Yeah. About the hot water on demand. No. She's never had a cold spurt? She hasn't. I asked her on Wednesday. She loves it. She had a bathtub? Of course. Well, well these tanklesses now, you know, when you, when you shut the water off, the, the venter motor still runs just in case... You got to turn the tap back on. I only buy the advanced models. They're a little bit better than the standard Which models. Do you like Navian? They're good for tankless. I do Navian. Yeah, they're good. You need a computer software degree to no, operate some of it. No, and I'm I'm not promoting that no, brand. No. I know, <laughs> but but uh, what I like about them is their user interface. It's customer friendly. Mm-hmm. My customers can go. And they don't need a degree in IT to operate it. Do you want your it. customers messing around with Yeah. This? No, no, not messing around, but adjusting the temperature, turning it on and off. Yes, okay. I do. Yeah. I don't want them to be confused well, about that. Why not just do an on-demand and then have a smaller tank just to reserve? So you'll never run out of hot oh, water. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the upgrade. We call it the turbo upgrade. We do that sometimes as well. At least twice a year, customers get that. You got It costs a bit more money. It costs a bit more money. But the thing is, if you got bathtubs and you are taking longer showers... The worst thing is to run out of hot water, right? You want that hot water. I agree with you. And there's like uh, four adults. Like, what's the rule of thumb? If it's a 40-gallon tank, that's good for three adults or four adults? Mm-hmm. That's definitely not four. Not four, right? No. I think you'd have to upgrade to a 50. And then moment you... Why is there such a gap between 50 and all of a sudden you got to go up to 80 commercial? And mm-hmm. then it's like three times the price. What is all that about? how the manufacturers do it yeah they just they know it they know they're forcing you to go to the 80s so then you spend the extra money like an 80 tank is costing what these days oh man almost the same price as a tankless that's why i just recommend the tankless now depends on the house so here's another example um there's a house it's a rental basement and they have a 50 gallon natural draft okay and i know my favorite and i know that if i hang the tankless on the wall it's gonna vibrate 
It's going to send some noise through the adjacent wall to the bedroom. Okay? So we're just staying with the atmospheric. They're less expensive. They make no noise. Tanks are very reliable. They're going to stay with that tank. I like the gravity hot water tanks. I don't, it doesn't bother me that there's a stack on the roof that's running it out there. I just, I like them because power vented tanks break down. The actual power yeah. venting portion of uh, it still breaks down. Then you run out of hot water because they won't kick in. It won't turn on. And they're noisy. I know. And they're noisy too. When you're in that room, it's, per, it's a little noisy. It's noisy. Yeah, it's loud. Uh, same with the tankless too when it kicks in as well it's kind of like got the ac it's part of the same kind of screaming family but you know with with the equipment choices i make it's a lot is about the usability okay true so you got to go into a building and you got to factor in i guess first the size of the building the layout of the rooms and then the people living in there and you got to have a balancing act because there's no way you're going to hit all those those three key markers whatever product or specs you design you're not hitting all three. One's getting really good, another one maybe okay, and one's gonna be a little bit short, right? You can't hit all three. What kind of systems are we talking about? I don't know. Like I'm just trying. You gotta like you gotta balance all these things. You gotta factor in all these things. Oh, we're right? well, we're really balanced. No, no, I'm tra- I'm tra- <laughs> I'm talking about like it's just you have to go into the house and figure out square footage size, but also is it full open concept or are there little rooms everywhere? Like we have to figure out how this yes. heat cold is gonna get moving, but also activity of the people. Like, it's a fact. We all know this. Body temperature, even pet temperature, fluctuates your house temperature. Yes. Right? So that all is like, how many dogs you have? How many kids you have? How many people live in this house? Like, how many appliances you got working on? How many people are going to... Like, that's all factoring. That's in all factoring design, into yeah. what you guys... And so when you're making a recommendation, you've already added up that whole thing to figure out, here's my best recommendation. Yeah, you take a look at what the designer imagined in his fairy tale brain. <laughs> <laughs> what the what the numbers are in the house but straight up i don't take i don't take jobs when the project was designed by one certain company I do they ever go on site no they just yo, you gotta dra- pay them it's just about drawings right? yo, you need to pay them so they're they're designing based on just drawings your architecturals yeah can you like is it fair to design just based on drawings you need to walk the lay of course you do Course they say do. they don't. I, they can base if it's certain height, certain width, certain length, certain size home. How many people live in there? They go based on. There's their chart. Uh, there's so many houses that suck because the designer screwed up, or, they, the worst, or they just eh? did, or they just didn't care. Yeah, brand new build and it's it's not comfortable. Manny, when I don't take builds that has a traditional furnace for stair system, I just don't do it. You got to design a system. I well, I like to sell the upgraded system, which is rating floor heating and an attic air conditioning system. I did one house <laughs> where it was a forced air system. And, you know, it's great. But again, I feel bad when the master bedroom doesn't have enough air because it's the longest run. And for some reason, it's always the furthest run. That's where I go. In the and you have not enough airflow. And then you recommend them a, a mini split. Listen, I always go radiant. I'll always recommend radiant. I'll go forced air the same way you started at the start of this whole conversation. Throw it in the attic. Run it through. Run your AC through that. Uh, with the forced air system, split it. Like, I just, like, you do it that way. And that's, you have a beautiful home. The boiler, I mean, your boy, you have a beautiful home at that point. You yeah. can pick and choose whether, I just know from the tanks, it's like if you, it depends on the bathtub you're using. 
Because there's some stupid sized bathtubs these days where the manufacturer will actually tell you, you should not use an on-demand hot water system mm. on this bathtub because it's calling for 120 gallons of water. On-demand at a straight run will not give you hot water for 120 gallons. It's going to have a cold spurt. Then you're going to run out of hot water and then it has to replenish itself, right? So it's like they always recommend the hot water tank, but now you got to replenish the hot water tank. This is where the um, energy consumption argument comes. I was like, I don't give a shit about that. If you want a bath, you want a bath. Spend the money. That's it. On, what, on an 80-gallon tank? Yeah, like get hot water. I want hot water. That's what I want. I'm going to call my customers, ask them to fill a tub and let me know how it goes. Well, the tubs have to, like I'm telling you, a standard five-foot tub, if it's 21 inches deep, Oval-shaped bathtub. You're tapping out at 40 gallons. Tapping out. Doom. You'll fill it up, and there's just enough hot water. You're sitting in there. But what do people do, mostly women, when they're having a bath? They'll replenish that water. But if it hasn't replenished already in the tank, then they're getting cooler water, which upsets them, right? Yeah. Quickly turn digital measurements into efficiency gains for your business. With iGuide, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours. Easily share project files with partners and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGuide specialist. It upsets me too. Yeah, it upsets anybody. I hate not being able to fill the tub right away. You got to take a break halfway through. <laughs> Let the water that tank catch no, up. Like I okay, anything to do with a house, if it has a function, it has to deliver a function. It needs to deliver that function. So if it the purpose of having a bath is to have hot water, as much hot water as I want. I don't care about saving the planet at that very moment. I want hot water. Like the purpose of that is that. That's what I want. You need to have a system that's going to feed that function. This is when. As for a customer who, you know, I like to relate things to cars a lot. You know, there's a customer. Furnaces? Who, boilers? Uh, no, the, like any mechanical system, obviously we use energy, right? And I, I'm in the, I guess I'm in the energy business, right? But I'm an interesting character because I do like my efficiency and then I do like the power when you, when you want it, right? Like I want to have power when I want it. But I also want to have efficiency, you know, during like I agree. the moments when nothing's, you know, when it's chill. It's like turning your car into sport mode. I want that, you know. I want, I want that for my customers' mechanical systems as well. I miss gear shifts, man. I don't like paddle. Okay, so can we talk about my vehicle? Can yeah. we, can We're we, can we, go, we, didn't, we didn't finish my vehicle. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Finish the vehicle. So after, after liquid. Wait, hang on a sec. Where we go? We got to the Porsche. Yeah, so we liquidated the Porsche. You and got the, rid of it. And the two vans. I paid off some Did taxes. you find a good buyer for it? Yeah, I'm really happy. The, he was a Porsche owner as well. Nice. Uh, How many years did you have it for? Two. I had it for one year and 11 months. Very reliable car. Recommended to anybody. Um, so I'm living in Costa Rica. Come, I come back to Canada for the Christmas You drive holidays. in there? No, you're not driving there. Uh, we have a little moped there. Okay, that's what I figured. Which is a lot of fun. And so, I, yeah, in Costa Rica, I finally learned what a riding on two wheels is all about. So it's You're on a moped. 
Yeah, I want to eventually get. I, I know it, it's a it's a little 150 cc moped, but you can still kill your, kill yourself on it. You can still kill yourself, but I don't think the sensation is the same as riding a motorcycle. The enduro bike is coming, Manny. Okay, and then you're coming over. Okay. All right, fine. So I'm so here. You come back here though. I come back here, and I got. I'm just itching to buy a vehicle, and I'm and looking. What's on the market? I'm looking at Hondas. I'm a Honda guy. I'm looking at Integras. I'm like, yeah, the Integra. I'm finally buying an Integra. I've always wanted one. Are you older? Integra? Yeah, yeah. Things are like 10 the grand. four headlights or the... No, it was always the four headlights. Yeah, it's the four headlights. The in smaller four headlight or the, the bigger headlight? It's like the I nine... It was second it's, a nine it's a 94 to second 2001. Generation. Okay, all right. It's a DC2 Integra. I really want one. I was checking out all these like 90s Japanese cars. I was shocked on how much they cost now. So I was wondering, I'm on Marketplace and I'm thinking, what other car can I get? What's underrated? What are people haven't figured out what's a good car? Is Dominic Toretto to blame for this or what? No, 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 no. No? So I ended up buying a Honda Fit. It's a six. Um, I know five, what a Honda Fit is. It's five-speed manual. It fits in the back of a pickup truck. It's the best car. <laughs> Manny is the best car. It fits everything inside. My buddy has two of them. Found one for cheap. Got it. How Pick, much? Fixed three grand. What year? 2007. How many clicks? Uh, 240. It's I'm a at, Honda. I'm at 285 right now. It's a Honda. Can't wait for it to hit 300. Did so, you do anything to it? Uh, just, just fixed up the rust a little bit. Uh, but you didn't enhance it anything? Not no. yet. Not, not yet. yet. That's, that's coming. But you can almost check that thing on, on the plane and take it to you to Costa Rica, man. <laughs> I know. They can do body work there for cheap. Um, so I decided to experiment this year with my company vehicle. Uh, I do a lot of service. 70% of my business You're is... You're going back to the Ford Transit? No. No. Look, I don't like automatics and I don't like American vehicles. I'm not into that. Sometimes you need them, but I've, I wanted to see what, I, what else I can use for a car. And that's not a minivan either. So I got the Honda Fit. For a company vehicle? For a company vehicle. And it's automatic? No, it's stick. It comes stick? 100%. Ooh, I'm liking it more now. So why is it stick? Because I love driving stick, and I think it's good for mental health as well. I agree. You're right. Every day I'm on the road, I'm happy. It's not six-speed, though. It's five. It's five-speed. Okay. Right. But it squawks second gear, put a new clutch in it. Like, I have so much fun in that car. Does it? Is it nimble? Like, it, it moves? It's a go-kart. Really? Crazy. Like, like minis? Such, Something like that. It's a short wheel. It's okay. a small car. You're painting a, a It's a small car. And you can, it, I actually, you can fit, someone fit, like fit a, a dryer <laughs> into the back. It's, cr it's crazy the, the amount of space You can has. fit like one back out in there. It has one <laughs> cubic foot of volume less than a Porsche Macan, which is an SUV, small SUV. Well, I see Porsches is weird because it's got the stupid angle on the side that gets right. rid of a lot still, of volume. It's still... When you compare it, the Honda Fit is still a big... How many big, horses does a Fit have? Because 90. Yeah, and Porsche's got like three something, <laughs> 325 or some shit like that. But Manny, I, so my experiment this year was to see how many customers actually care what you drive. If it rolls up with neon signs underneath or lights or whatever, like they're, they're, they might have an issue with it. If it's just regularly looking... Look, I've had, I've had the douchebag car, I've had the van, and now I'm pulling up Ghetto. What color? Gray. I'm on Steely's right Any now. Any clients say anything? Or? Here's the thing. No one said anything. And my dad told me. He's like, Oris, you can pull up to a customer's house in a nice, shiny car, the best tools, not fix the problem, and they're going to laugh at you. You can pull up in a piece of junk, 
fix the problem. People pay you, they're happy, and you go home. And this is what I've been experimenting with all season long. I'm he's, pulling up in a right. car that's traditionally not normal in my industry, and I'm doing it. Customers do not. No one has said anything. I'm mostly service. So I got, I got my tool pouch, my multimeter, uh, some... Some other meters, some screws, yeah. some screws, some drills, a sawzall, and a flashlight. So yeah, you get like just basic tools. Basic is what you stuff. Need. I get six liters per hundred. It's manual. I can park anywhere. You can scratch me, ding me, hit me. I don't care. It's manual. Yeah. You paid five grand for it? Three. Three. I, I think currently it, it has five and a half thousand dollars into it total, which is still. If you want to talk about driving green vehicle, that's a green vehicle. What did you put into it for five grand? Would you change? Well, the car was three. Uh, fix some. You need brads or you need rubber? No. I I put a, I put new brakes in and a new clutch and uh, some kind of belt. I miss clutch. Spark so plugs. I miss stick so much. Yeah, yeah. So super excited about moving on with the fit. I'm Mo- going. Mopeds what? One speed? Like you just turn? Is it like a? It's a, a Vespa? CVT transmission. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Yeah. That's what I miss about the biking. It's winter time, right? So it's like changing gears. You would just change yours for the sake of changing gears. True. That's all. It was kind of cool. Same with the mi- shifting. I, I love going to Europe and renting a car. Mm. They're all stick. Yeah, yeah. There's options available for stick, yeah. I don't like paddle, man. You like paddle? If you were going to go like high-end ultra supercar bullshit, paddle? Uh, look, something like a Nissan GTR kind of has to be paddle. But Porsche it's still makes stick. Porsche can still be stick. If you're talking about 600 horsepower plus, probably needs to be paddle. Uh, I, I don't think driving stick and with that power is, it's a bit too much. You have a whole generation of M1 drivers that did that. Yeah. At higher speeds and higher torque and higher everything, they were doing it. Oh, yeah, of course. Hey, I'm not saying you can't have fun, but I think for the, if you just want to enjoy the car casually, I think a paddle is not the worst option. I'm not a fan, but hey. If you had a choice, would you choose stick or paddle? Stick, 100%. See, yeah, I, don't, I don't drive You're on. never putting a heat pump in your house, man. <laughs> right now. When it comes to your HVAC, why is it that clients, they always try to think you guys are upselling them. Mm. They're always thinking that he's going to just take me for a ride with the most expensive equipment, the, mo- the latest and greatest that he probably saw at a trade show event. CMPX is coming up. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so expensive. And these items have just gotten more expensive over the years as well too, right? Yeah, so it's like you, you start giving them the, and then you show them. And then for whatever reason, you guys always have to pull out your, your estimating. You're showing them and going, that's the actual, that's my cost on that unit. And you've got forced air, the boiler, the AC, the heat pump, the filters, the whatever, humidifier, all that stuff. And it's like, you're seeing all this, your costs. And like, these are insane numbers, man. Even the filters nowadays are getting expensive. Man. Manny, Merv 11s I, are like 30 I, bucks. I recently bought some items and I look at the guy I said, what am I supposed to charge my customer? Because you can't have that conversation with the customer. They're going to go, this is insane. I find myself sometimes just charging the customer cost because the prices are already ridiculous. But you have to make money too. You got to make money. Can't make money on everything anymore. Some st- look, you should, but sometimes it's too much. Uh, prices for copper have skyrocketed. They're like equipment three is, times? Uh, maybe two, two, two and two a half. Uh, equipment is going up by six or 10% every six months. Uh, I tell my customers who are planning ahead, just buy the equipment now. Buy it now, put it aside, because six months from now, it's going to be more expensive. And, and it is. 
When Ecobee tells you to change the filter, is it based on calendar? Yes. Or is it based on usage? Calendar. It's shouldn't, a timer. Shouldn't it be based on usage? How does it know? As, has it, I, I mean, know. I, I guess it knows, but it's not an accurate assumption because every house, house is was, different. But it's, that's what I mean. So if your house was dirty, like very dusty, if you're doing construction in it, then I can understand you need to change that more often. Yes. But if it's just like, oh, it's a calendar, it's that time of the year, you should change this. No. Why am I going to change the filter that's still working? It's just a reminder for... Go back to wasting money. You don't need to change that filter. Yeah, but at least go check it. You have to... Um, yeah, I agree with you. Check it. But when you look at it and you're like, it's still clean, man. It still looks good. Can I plug another business of mine? You can plug as many plugs as you <laughs> want. You can become an electrician if you want. That's how many um, plugs you can put. Filterland.ca. Filterland.ca. Yes. It's an online company. It's a subscription-based company for furnace filters and humidifier pads. Everyone? Uh, the most common ones found in the GTA. So... What's a Merv 11 going for? Uh, a four and a half. Is it four or four? Depends on the type. Maybe 40 bucks. No, last time I checked that uh, Noble, it was like 36 or something like that. On Amazon, it was like 41. Well, this this company brings you value. gets brought to your house. Right? Really? So we, it's actually a college mate of mine. We decided to start this company because... Uh, we were doing a lot of service calls for people where it was just damn filter. Because they should change them when they're clogged. Yeah, but people don't remember. People have, people have other things to do. Do you not have a conversation? Have you never in your HVAC career ever had a conversation with a client about the furnace is the heart of the home? Not everyone's it's the most important part of the house. Yeah. Without the heart, the home dies. <laughs> like you never have well, that. The heart, of the, ho- the heart of the house is the mechanical room. It's <laughs> I've not heard the kitchen. certain HVAC guys bring up this heart argument about the furnace being the heart. And I'm like, dude, where are you going with this, man? Like, I believe that. It is and it isn't, man. But it's also what's running through the whole body that also affects that heart. So you can, yeah. you can have the best heart in there, but if you're smoking and drinking and doing all kinds of vices it and plugs shit. up the filters exactly right <laughs> so it's like you got to pay attention to the whole uh, house no filter prices have gone up but uh what's the difference between a merv 11 and merv 12 because i was told don't ever get a 12 many it's a waste of money well it depends merv ratings are just the the, the what is it the, the how dense the filter material is is that based on like merv griffin the talk show host he came up with it probably not many <laughs> <laughs> look a merv Something like a HEPA filter is a super high MERV, too much to even put in your forced air system. So it's not worth putting it because you're actually, you're suffocating the... You can't. You can't put it in yeah. here. You ha- it has to be a bypass type system. Uh, standard filter is the MERV 7, MERV 8, right? Those cheapos that you buy at Home Depot. The one inch The, ones for, the one inch for three bucks. They're useless, they're right? They're useless. That's like, that's nothing. It actually, uh, your filter ends up being your air conditioning coil. But how... How big is that section at the big box store? It's huge, eh? It's huge, and people are getting ripped off. That's why we started Filterland, so you don't get ripped off. You order the damn filter, you choose your frequency, automatically gets charged, and the filter gets shipped to your door, and that's the reminder to change your filter when it arrives so at your door. So that was what? Filterland.ca? Yes. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the notes, man. Yeah. Get no, that's, to it. that's a good idea. We have, we're slowly building customer base. It's actually really exciting. I want to get a kickback so I can buy a fit. Go for it. <laughs> Everyone should get a fit before the prices of them go up. <laughs> um, Manny, I do want to talk about something. What's that? Uh, education. About what? 
in the, the, HVAC. the education system in the, or in the, HVAC education? In the HVAC, HVAC Training-wise or what? There's uh, no schooling. Is there? What? Yes, there is. Okay, cool. So let's talk about that. Contractors, it's time to empower your business with Shelter Tech implementation. Shelter is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head on. Their goal, to develop a custom company app that's built just for you, solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available, and Shelter is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding. It's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs, all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelta Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities, ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to smarter, tech-driven future. Shelta technology, custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. Um, HVAC, right? Heating, it's not ventilation, and air conditioning. Air conditioning yeah. And then what people don't know is the dash R. Dash R? Yeah, it's refrigeration. Okay. All right, so it's HVAC R. That's the full acronym for our trade. I didn't know that. Yeah. But everyone just calls themselves HVAC. HVACers, yeah. Well, in, in the States, so it's should be HVACers? <laughs> yeah, HVACers. We're, we're all HVACers. I H didn't know that. Okay. Uh, in, in the States, they all say HVAC. HVAC, why don't they say HVAC? I don't know, but HVAC is the correct way of saying it because that's it's just an acronym, right? It's true. So heating, ventilation, air conditioning, refrigeration. So, But the thing is, isn't refrigeration a different ticket for a different trade? Exactly. So why are they... What's an, but what's an air conditioning system? It's almost like you want the WNBA to be with the NBA. I don't understand. Like, just leave it separate. Uh, I think if you have that ticket, you should add it on there. If but, you have the ticket, okay, sure. Th there's an AC ticket. Do you have it? Uh, I'm a level one three one three A apprentice right now, which okay. is the re commercial refrigeration. Okay. All right. So but you can't quite put the hyphenated R then. Not yet. I'm getting there. So I myself, my goal is to become a PhD of heating. I'm on the way to get what I call the the hat trick of HVAC, which is which would be which is a G one gas license. Okay. Three one three A. Okay. And the HVAC designer certificate. Are oh, you going to do the design? Hundred percent. You should. After this project in High Park, when I had the discussion with a designer about a certain topic, Old I was guy shocked. Or new guy? Old guy. Apparently, he's from the trade. He was working as a contractor for 20 years from and became what? a designer. Mm -hmm. And then he tells me the most ridiculous thing. I said, I have to do this myself. I mean, I've had beef with these guys since I started. What kinds of things was he suggesting that you should do that you didn't agree with? Well, I wanted to run bathroom exhausts. Makes sense. Through the HRV. Makes sense. HRV I has two air streams. Yes. Right? Th passing through a heat, heat exchanger. The airs don't mix. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, no, no, you shouldn't do that because uh, the bathroom air is going to stink up the house. I said, how? Well, it's going to mix in the unit. The bathroom and air is going to stink up the Yeah, and it's going to go back into the house. And oh, I don't think the customer wants to smell the bathroom. I go, I think you don't know how an HRV works. <laughs> He said, no, 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 me and my colleagues, we get together and we've discussed There's this topic thoroughly. filters. Well, the filters are just on the outside intake air okay. to protect the motor and protect the heat exchanger. There's no filter in the system, but there is a heat exchanger and the air, the two air streams don't mix. They just exchange 
heat and humidity. So when this guy didn't know what he was talking about, he says, he's not going to allow me to do it. I did it anyways. I decided that this term in Costa Rica, I've uh, signed up for seven HRAI courses. So heat loss, heat gain, uh, residential duct design, ventilation, Canadian code, Ontario code for ventilation, uh, equipment sizing, radiant design, a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm also taking Ontario building code courses, which I think more tradies, they should. More tradies should learn about building code. And there's really fat, cool courses that George Brown offers, which are like 300 bucks each, nothing. Online? Online. Online. Yeah. Teacher-led and self, self-guided. They're like 300 to 400 bucks. You can take a course and they learn. They go through the whole OBC or they just focus on key parts? Well, there's about 20 or so of them. Okay. So I'm taking HVAC house. Okay. So it's a part six and part nine of the OBC. And I'm also taking general legal design. Okay. And then uh, my apprentice actually signed him up for a whole certificate. He's going to be taking a bunch of stuff, maybe seven Ontario building code courses and uh, actually funded by Ontario government because there's a there's grants now yep. to send your employees or unemployed people to school to upgrade Does it cost you or him a, a dime? Uh, if, they're, if they are already employed, it's five-sixths covered. If you're hiring an unemployed person, 100% coverage. Okay. Which is great. If people, like more employers should be sending their guys and girls to go get trained. It can be anything. You got to get updated, man. And also 100%. the gear is also being updated faster than your training. 100%. You know, I take pride when I'm on the construction site. I know what a joist is. I know what a roof rafter is. I know what a double plate, double plate, double bottom plate, double upper plate. Like, I know these things. It's so embarrassing when someone looks at a stud and calls it a joist. Like, dude, it's so embarrassing. Come on, you know, get, get your terminology right. They don't know the difference between level and plumb? Oh, I'm sure they know that. But well, it still surprises me that a lot of guys that don't even know how to read a tape measure when it comes to Imperial, right? Come on, so many guys are are ridiculous. I want to learn something else. Tell me uh, something else about the HVAC or the yeah, HVACR. Okay, so, um, my beef right now is that a lot of guys out there are doing everything, which which to is make cool. money, which is cool. It's fine. It's how it's been. I've been in that boat as well. Uh, you know, one thing kind of leads to another in HVAC. You know, you do a furnace, you also kind of have to know some sheet metal. Well, if you're already at the furnace, you got to know how to brace copper and, re- and change the air conditioner. You know, there's lots of guys who don't have their AC ticket at all. They just have their G2, which is a gas. Uh, so you start with your G3. That's your beginner gas license. And you need to be supervised by at least a G2. Then you get your G2 and you can work on equipment up to 400,000 BTUs unsupervised. 400,000 BTUs. Which is a lot. It's a lot. Um, That's commercial. And no. Residential? <sighs> Maybe. Unless you're having like a serious cooking appliance there. <sighs> okay, 400 is... Com- yeah, it, it's it's commercial. Like an average stove in a residential is maybe 100,000 BTUs. Then you got your barbecue. Then you got a fireplace. You got the furnace. Most guys with their G2 work residential and they do some commercial rooftop units. All right. Okay. Commercial rooftop units uh, go up to 399,000. Perfectly sized for the G2 technician. Most guys have and girls have their G2. Um, I've had my G2 for the longest time until I ran into a mentor who pushed me to get my G1. All right. To get your G1, 
you need 500 supervised hours working on G1 equipment and to have your G2 for at least two years. So I, I think it's been decades since I've had my G1 or G2. I have a GM now, right now. <laughs> so I got my G1 in 2019, and then I got introduced to commercial high-rise. Right? You like that? I love it. Yeah. Why? Because it's like a kid in a candy store? No, high-rise is amazing because you're not only serving one household now, you're serving 300. Self-contained units for each unit or self-contained machines for no, each unit? No, no, no. So... G1 technicians, we maintain the central heating system oh, of an entire building. Oh, so you're in the basement. Okay. Basement or the rooftop. Condos are awesome, man. I love working on high-rise buildings because you get to be in the coolest buildings. On the, you know, we're above the penthouse. You know? We're above. We're above those guys. We're working up over there. You enter the building. You get treated with respect. My first year was, I felt like a doctor. You walk in. People, people are so happy. You talk to the, the maintenance manager. So that's when you brought up the heart conversation, right? The heart? Oh, of course. You the got heart. all the pumps there. You got all the boilers. So those boilers, you know, a small boiler is a million BTUs for a building. And they have maybe four, five, six of them. You're maintaining huge amounts of hot water. Uh, you're maintaining a heating loop, a cooling loop, makeup air units. You know, you're, you have a lot of responsibilities. I had to up my uh, business insurance to $5 because your standard G2 guy, if he has insurance... It's uh, two million. They using heat pumps there. Lots of condos, they will have heat pumps in each suite. In each suite. In each suite, yes. So you still have. Yes, yeah. So it's a secondary heat source, to the main or no? It's the main. It's primary. The primary heat source is in the mechanical room, but it's more efficient for the building to maintain that kind of system because we are maintaining a lower loop temperature. So traditionally, you had fan coils, okay, and we ran hot water at about 140, 150 degrees Fahrenheit. With a heat pump loop, you're maintaining 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So it's you're using less energy because the water temperature is lower. That 80 degrees enters the heat pump, the compressor kicks in, and it does its thing. Tell me this. What's better? To build a tighter, more sealed unit dwelling... Or not to. Because my assumption is that if you build the wall assembly and the roof assembly better, you're using the mechanical less. Mm -hmm. Versus if you build it traditionally OBC-wise, which I disagree with, like it's not enough, I think. And then if you're inserting all the latest and greatest mechanical details for a home that's not properly built and sealed, are you not wasting more energy that way than building it tighter and using the traditional me mechanical way. I think building tighter is better, but then mm -hmm. you got to have correct ventilation. You got to move oh, the you, air around. But that's the HRV or an ER, ERV. Yes. So you have to, yeah, you have to have the air exchange. So you have to, which like, I'm not a huge fan on that either because now you're sucking all this air that's conditioned for the season and you're bringing in cold air and now you got to start the process all over again to heat it up. Yeah. Or just open your windows. I know, man. But, but Canada, Canadians uh, don't like opening up windows. They don't. No. They go from summer to winter to winter to well, summer. This is why in my new builds, I push for the HRV to be exhausting some bathrooms in your house because you're not just dumping air out I like that. through a six-inch pipe. You're, you're at least exchanging. I'm that, yeah. Right? And and also, filterland.ca, they HRV filters as well? 
Not yet. Humidifier pads. Oh, humidifier. Pe- people don't even know that you need to replace your humidifier pads. Oh, you need to. And yeah. you need to adjust your humidifier seasonally. Yes. yes, that's true. And also during the season, because sometimes we just got out of that really serious cold spell. Not as bad as uh, Calgary outside. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, we were getting as low as, what, minus 10, minus 12 kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And then now we're at plus 2, plus 3, whatever. So you have to, you got to play. You got to adjust. Back to the heart. You know what I'm saying? Let's move on to the V. CPR. The V. Wait, we got to go through the AC? (laughs) Okay, so we talked about the heating. So you got your G3, your G2, your G1. Those are all courses you can take at Humber, Seneca, George Brown, Highmark. All online? No. Most? No. No, no, no. no. You got to... My apprentice right now, he's uh, he's doing his in-school training. How old your apprentice? 25. Kid. He's amazing, though. So, the venting. Okay, ventilation. So I got a question about vent. Yeah. Here in air on RE events. Ooh, love RE events. Yeah, they're nice. You have no issues with cold air return RE events. Have You're not stifling the furnace. Uh, if you have properly sized returns and enough of them. Uh, that's where I'm going with it then. So if you have an existing dwelling and it has a, um, a 32 by 8 cold air return traditional grill and you replace it with a ARI event in the same size space, mm-hmm. is it not sucking as much air as the traditional grill? Well, Which puts stress on the actual... Without data, I'm not going to comment. Okay. But... I'm I, being told by engineers, pr- and, and I'm being told yeah. by other HVAC guys, that it is. It's it's reducing the amount of airflow Are they Are, are the they system. folding the flaps back? Yeah, no, fully open. Fully open? Fully okay. open does not bring well, the air. I can I can believe it. So you're just going to have to add a second return if possible. But the whole point of having an R event is to have it clean and disappear. I and mean, now that's exactly, that's the alternative. You're getting HVAC designers and also engineers saying you need to add another one here and another one here. So now you're going to add three to do the I same know, as one. I know. But now the ductwork, you know, you got to pan. So you're going to go in the basement now and you're going to have to pan and extra add all this stuff. What's that? That's a bulkhead in the basement panning. Mm-hmm. So I that's like, what I was saying. Yay or nay? Actually, uh, still a yay. And... As long as it's not a Home Depot grill, it's a yay. Correctly sized, it's a yay. I've been using the um, AOD Stone return grills. Oh, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. 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 The custom ones. Yeah. Those are nice. I just ordered With a the bunch magnetic of, one? Uh, no, I actually like to do them um, f- fully flush. Seeking top tier windows? Look no further. Payne's Window Manufacturing is the ultimate choice for custom builders, contractors, and homeowners. Visit www.pains.com now to experience the pinnacle of quality and customization. Get your instant custom quote today. Elevate excellence with us. Plus, enjoy nationwide shipping across Canada and the U.S. Okay, I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, nice. Those are nice. I designed okay, so I interrupt myself. You. I interrupted you. Okay, Back ventil- to the ventilation. ventilation. So, of course, uh, HVAC, you know, air movement, duct work. But people do not take the courses for ventilation. They just... It's not something that most most uh, technicians do, which is the courses which are the courses that I'm taking this winter. Why don't they Why don't they take them? It's not mandatory, right? So if it's not mandatory, you're not gonna do it. Is it huh. Is it not necessary on the job site? No. Well, you can use no, it, no, but no, it's, it's not necessary I mean to the work. Knowledge. Is oh, it? of course it is. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Of at. course, but it's not mandated. You don't need to take it. It's an extra course. I need to take it to get my designer certification. That's why I'm finally taking them but i should have done them a long time ago is it a hard test i haven't done them yet 
I don't think it's a hard test. They don't want you to fail. Uh, HREI is the organization. They just want to promote. Better R's. HVAC. Yeah. R. HR heating refrigeration. Okay, so venting now AC. So AC, um, three one three D. It's uh, that that allows you to work up to five tons of cooling, which is the largest residential, residential. unit. Five tons would be like what, like a ten thousand square foot house? No. Yeah, yeah, and then two hundred forty volts. Okay, three one three A is a red seal trade. And that allows you to work on unlimited tonnage and up to 600 volts, which is what I'm doing because lots of rooftop units are 600 volts. 600 volts. Wow. So I, that's what I'm excited about. I've been working with 600 volts since I was a teenager, but I'm finally going to be able. And then you're, you're doing refrigeration as well? Refrigeration, yeah. So the 313A is the, you know, the level one, it's both mixed together. Okay. We're learning about the refrigeration cycle, uh, thermodynamics, lots and lots of electricity. You know, this is why HVAC is one of the top three trades, right? Plumbing, electrical, mechanical. But plumbing, electrical, and heating, air conditioning, except, you know, what the plumbers don't have is knowledge about electricity. They don't know. They, they, they see two wires and then they freak out. They don't know what how to wire them. You know, we, we have pretty much level one of electricity under our belt. Um, Piping connections, brazing, soldering. Uh, like I kind of, I went through a list. Refrigeration. Refrigerate. Yeah. So my background with my dad working as a kid was refrigeration, walk-in coolers, walk-in freezers, nasty stuff. <laughs> I don't want to work in that stuff again. But it was a really serious, hardcore knowledge and background into the refrigeration cycle, defrost timers, voltages, amperages, right? All that fun stuff. Not that I want to do it. But I do want to be able, I, I want to be licensed to have, to be working on 600 volts. Do we have buildings in Toronto that are running on geothermal? We do, right? Yeah, 100%. They're pulling it from Lake Ontario, right? Yeah, there's those buildings. Some just have loops under their building. Would it be smart to take a subdivision and just make it all geothermal? Yeah. So why don't the government contracting business um, do that? They're doing it. Are they doing it? Yeah. There's a subdivision that's actually going off of geothermal? Uh, really? I don't have examples, but I hear people talking about it. Okay. Yeah, they have, all I hear is heat pump bullshit, they, right? Well, you will use the geothermal water source heat pump in the system, but what the geothermal is, it's the ground loop. That's your, in the traditional system, your outdoor unit, it's called the condenser. Yeah. Your condenser is now underground, yep. which gives you way better heat exchange. Yeah. So, Slowly, slowly. Of course, you know, the price, it's, it's, it's pricey, but it's happening. I think the solution is you start building better. You start building tighter. You still start building a better structure so you consume less energy, whether you're using a traditional system. Because the thing is, like a furnace, a boiler, an AC or whatever, you're talking what? Lifespan of what? 10 to 15? Yeah. Maybe at the high end, 20 years? So it's going to use that. And every year that it's being used, it's being less and less efficient. Whether it's a heat pump, boiler, furnace, whatever, it's not as efficient as it was at the early age of its, right? Yes or no? No? Uh, it's still efficient? Yeah. It stays uh, efficient throughout the whole life? It's kind of like an engine. Uh, the compressor has pistons and the, the seals wear out. Um, 
But it's not burning more fuel or using consuming no, more. No. As it no really with no assuming you're okay, doing so maintenance. Okay, so all the more reason for me to say that the first priority is to build the dwelling better. Yeah. To use less energy, not to get more energy efficient units to put into a dwelling that's not properly built, because that's a waste. Correct. Okay, that's all I'm just gonna say. Um, there's a building my friends just moved into on Dundas and Kipling. Okay. And they moved in and their uh, ma- their um their bill was like nine bucks for the month, and they didn't say anything. Second month comes, it's like ten bucks for the heating. Yeah, it's like hydro or heating, and they finally asked somebody like, uh, "Is this correct?" You know, like yeah, it's a geothermal building. Start building geothermal subdivisions, man. It's smart. I'm telling you right now, it's very, very smart. You should. Look at that. I know there's a lot of front end. It's expensive to set it up, but it makes ooh, a lot of sense. Ooh, ooh, I want. Uh, there's a nice system you can you can do. So you know how you have those stacked townhomes now. Yeah. Uh, three, three, four three levels. Three or four levels. Yeah. Okay, so of course that top level is going to be super humid and hot, and of course they're not going to install you a nice uh, skylight either. I thought they installed the units on top. No, 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 no. Units unit will be on the bottom. So what you got to do is get an air handler with forced air zones, but it has a variable speed blower motor. So it senses when a zone closes, that difference in pressure, because the pressure now increases, it senses that and it lowers the speed of the motor back down. So each level has its own supply and you can even make it its own return. So if only level four is calling for cooling, the return and the supply actuators open, only allowing heating or cooling to that zone and your outdoor unit, it's a variable speed compressor, and it modulates down. Another zone opens, compressor modulates makes up. Uh, Eco Smart, they're out of Vaughn. Shout out to Lou. That sounds like a good system, man. It's, it's Lou's creation, it's a local product. They're selling lots in uh, British Columbia, and it's becoming more popular in Ontario as well. I've done a couple of them, it's a very nice system. Oris, we gotta do the 12 questions, man. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Triple W B R H V A C dot C A ask B A B ask at B R H V A C dot C A and on Instagram B R H V A C, correct? Yes. On Instagram, what's your favorite construction word? Compressor. What's your least favorite tool? It's gonna have to be jackhammer. What construction sound do you love? The, the noise of concrete workers. What's your favorite beverage? Espresso martini. What turns you on and off in construction? Hmm. Damn. What turns me on in construction? Nothing turns you on? Well, what's the worst or best thing? Okay, no, you know what turns me on? When you're working with a customer or a GC and they know what they're talking about, they're using the right terminology. That's what turns me on, when you're working with good I people. I agree, that makes sense. Uh, what, what turns me off is when someone calls a stud a joist. <laughs> what, what's your favorite curse word? I'm going to get on the job site and just do that on purpose. What's your favorite curse word? Okarai. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Uh, Acura NSX. The new one or the old one? Old one. 
Pop up headlights. I don't like. I don't like the new one. I didn't like it when they launched it. It disappeared when they launched it. Nobody bought it when they launched it. Nobody cares about it. And now they're talking about bringing back the Prelude. And mm. I saw the Prelude, and nobody's going to care about that. Same way with the DeLorean. They're trying to bring that back, and nobody cares about that. And nobody really bought the Countach, the new version. Yeah, because they're $2 million. It looks like crap. I'm just like, it's been built. It's part of history. Leave it at that. Mm. There's only so many of them. You lucky enough to afford one? Buy one. Buy one. Uh, I drove the new NSX, and it's definitely an amazing car. It needs paddle some, or gear? Paddle. paddle. It needs some upgrades, but really, really, really good car. What do you miss from your childhood? Working with my dad. Your dad in HVAC too? He's a he's a three one three A refrigeration guy. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Woodworking. Woodworking. I listened to your podcast about stereotomy. I know it's where is it? Oh, it's not here anymore. Yeah. Fascinating. With Fred, yeah. I Fascinating. Know. Fred and uh those triple helix staircases. Insane. I would, yeah. If I, I can, still can't wrap my head around if it. If I can be involved in something like that. You could take the course. We're in France? No, no, no. He does it here online as well, too, I think. Uh. Yeah, he's in Ottawa. But uh yeah, you could tell Patrick. Uh you could totally do it. Yeah, Patrick he teaches a course there. One day. What profession do you not want to do? Underpinning. A lot of money. It's good, though, if you know what you're doing. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You have three questions you can ask me. I like that one. Horace, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's good to see you. Has safe travels. Enjoy the time off. or It's not really time off. Time away. Time away. Time away. And then I guess you'll be coming back as the snow is going to be disappearing here. Yes, sir. And get ready for more work. Busy year ahead of? Oh, yeah. yeah. Planning on having a busy year. More efficient. Was it hard to find your apprentice? He found me. Through what? Social or through? I, I was looking for laborers, so I boosted a story post on Instagram. Out of 50, guy, 50 people, he's the only guy who called me. Nobody else called you? They, no, like, DM'd you? They or DM'd me, blah, 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 blah. Were they afraid to call, speak to a real person? 100%. This really? guy came, called me, showed up, always on time clean professional you're gonna get him a fit i uh, <laughs> <laughs> no he needs a van he, he's gonna get his own van this spring he's a van okay man it was good to see you thanks so much i love having that track conversations and i still hate heat pumps i don't care <laughs> thanks manny <laughs> angelina Rand